1: This is
0: the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
1: Welcome to the Rusk Report on the BET 1520. And we have a successful philanthropist with us today, Jean Shafiroff on the Rusk Report today, a very bright, attractive woman who gives herself to those in need for many, many years. She has a book that I would think you could get at Amazon.
0: Yes, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And first I want to say, Brian, thank you for having me
1: My pleasure. Today. The book is Successful Philanthropy, An Inspirational and Practical Guide to Giving, How to Make a Life by What You Give, and introduction by Georgina Bloomberg. That's the former ambassador. Gina Bloomberg is the daughter of Michael Bloomberg. Oh, the daughter. Okay. All right. Very good. So it's available throughout the U.S. and Canada. It's $15 in the U.S. and $18 in uh, Canada. So we urge all of our listeners who are interested in what Gene has to speak of to get this book. It's about giving, and uh, that's so important in America today. Uh, Jean Shafiroff is an American philanthropist, author, advocate, and socialite, serving on multiple national and regional philanthropic. She is the ambassador and spokesperson for the American Humane Feed the Hungry COVID-19 program. She's the host of the television show Successful Philanthropy on LTV, and she had a man we just had on this program a few weeks ago, John Katsimatidis, has been on her program. So we're very happy to have you. Let's talk about your philanthropy, what you're involved in, why you feel the need to give. Jean Shafiroff.
0: Yes, well, I serve on eight different charity boards with four areas of focus, rights of underserved populations, women's rights, health care, and then animal rights. And I have gotten involved in philanthropy in a rather extensive way because I so believe in its importance and honestly life has been good to me and I believe as a result I have an obligation to give back and to do what I can. Now I'm not the richest person, I'm not the poorest person, but I feel very blessed and very fortunate and my education. I have an MBA from Columbia in finance. I worked for a short time on Wall Street, and this education has really helped me with my fellow work, serving on different charity boards, the eight different ones, and then also with my TV show, and also with a little writing that i like to do, notably the book I wrote, Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give. and. I leave it to you. Brian, what else would you like to ask me?
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, book. Again, the book is available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon, Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give. Do you, with this book, do you measure people by their accomplishments and how much they give back to those in need? What is the Not book at
0: all. The whole purpose of the book is to encourage people to get involved in the giving process and why well we need help around the world we have so many different problems we have a w- terrible terrible war going on right now we've just had a terrible earthquake in Turkey and Syria and we obviously have a poverty ra- around the world many 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 issues health issues etc etc and many of these problems will never end but we can help lessen them and how do we do that we do that through uh, philanthropy and so my book is designed to inspire people to get involved and to encourage them and to feel good about what they're doing the premise anyone can be a philanthropist and you might say to yourself how can I be a philanthropist I don't have any money well you have your time and your knowledge And never underestimate the value of either because your time, if you give your time to a philanthropic organization and you give your knowledge, well, you're giving a lot. For those that have resources, and most of us have something to give, I believe we also have an obligation to give. The rewards of getting involved and helping the environment, helping people, helping the animals, the rewards that come back to you are so very, very important, and it's a feel-good thing. When you give, you get. And through my book, the beginning is all about encouraging people to get involved, and the second half is, well, once you've decided that you want to get involved, well, how do you go about it? And how do you choose a charity? How do you rate a charity? And And what about boards? Should I join a board? Should I not join a charity board? What about my children? Should I get them involved? And how do I get them involved? And all of this is spelled out in the book.
1: Very good. Well, I sort of live that life. I spend about half my time on charity work. I spend half my time making money, and the other half of my time helping those in need. So I can identify uh, with you. quite a bit.
0: Um, and that's wonderful. That's very, very important work that you're doing, the philanthropic work. And, of course, your work, you, you need to make a living, so you work, and you probably love your work.
1: I do. Well, Teddy Roosevelt said uh, happiness is working hard at something worth doing, so I try to do that. Uh, let's talk about the different causes that you advocate for. You said you're on eight different charitable boards. Let's talk about your advocacy.
0: Yes, well, one of the major roles I play on the different boards that I'm on is to advocate for them, uh, to bring people um, to that charity, to learn about the charity. Obviously, I do fundraising, volunteer fundraising, because everything I do is as a volunteer. Uh, and then I also uh, donate, and I donate my time, knowledge, and resources. So do you want me to go through the different charities? Yes, please, okay. please. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I am on the board, New York Women's Foundation, and this is a charity, this is the first charity I'll speak about that empowers women out of poverty, and we work to help, uh, we support uh, different charitable organizations that are helping women find jobs, domestic violence, all sorts of different issues. So we are a foundation that gives to other charities. We have an annual budget of about $13 million, and our purpose is to help women in need.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good.
0: A second uh, area of focus is underserved populations, and I serve on the board of New York City Mission Society, we are a charity that helps the uh, most underserved children in New York. We are based in Harlem. We've been around since 1812, so we are considered perhaps the oldest charity in the United States. Another charity that I serve on the board of is Casita Maria. We're based in the South Bronx, and again, we help underserved children. And this is helping uh, with the divide, the divide between uh, those that have and and those that have much less, and that means we have after-school programs, Casita Maria and New York City Mission Society for children. They come to our programs after school. In the case of Mission Society of New York, they come on weekends and summer, and we're helping fill the gap education-wise, and then support. We're there for children whose parents may be at work or may not be available uh, to be there for them all the time. Another board I serve on, I happen to be a fashion lover, so I am on the board of... And you're very fashionable. (laughs) Well, thank you. The Couture Council, which uh, supports the museum at the Fashion Institute of Technology, and Fashion Institute of Technology is a school or a university in New York for young people who want to start careers in fashion or related industries, and the museum is very important and very, very important to me. And another charity, Global Strays. My daughter is the founder of Global Strays, Mm -hmm. and what do we do? We send money to Latin American countries, specifically to animal rescue charities, and why to Latin American countries? Well, because if you go to many different countries in Latin America, you'll see there are many animals, there's a need for spay and neuter programs, and there's also a need for re-education of people on the proper care of animals. Another very, very important board that I serve on, and I'm very proud to serve on this board, is the American Humane. Founded in 1877, we are a charity that helps uh, with animal welfare across the globe. And um, very, very important, we help with animal rights, again, across the globe. We're working on movie sets. We work in many, many different areas, very important charity. Also we help the veterans. Another charity that I serve on the board of is French Heritage, and this is something that I enjoy. We work uh, to help restore uh, important French institutions in France and the United States, and then we also have a scholarship program for architectural students. Let's see what I'm missing. Well. I th- that's oh, And then I'm on the Honorary Board of the Southampton Animal Shelter, which is based in the Hamptons, and I am an honorary trustee of the Jewish Board. I served on the board of the Jewish Board for 28 years, and as an honorary trustee, I support their work. And I'm actually a Catholic woman, and I served on this board because I so believe in the work of the Jewish Board. We are the largest mental health charity in the state of New York with a budget of about 250 million. We serve 50 to 60,000 people in the greater New York area. 60% of those people are not Jewish. Many of the charity boards that I serve on receive government funding, and for me it is a great honor and a great privilege to work with these charities i hope i didn't leave anything out no it's it's
1: wonderful you're a tremendous role model for our listeners and we blanket uh, the area from montreal south to northern florida and west of the mississippi so we really are, are, are very happy to have someone of your stature and your giving and caring on the Rusk Report on the BET 1520. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, or Toronto, or Washington, DC, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, the Rusk Report, BET 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226.
0: And I just want to say hello to the Canadians listening. I actually have Canadian blood in me. My grandfather uh, was Canadian. That's my maternal grandfather, and hello. <laughs> so we
1: have a big audience in uh, Toronto and Montreal, so uh, very good. Um, another plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Eagle has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. To have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. We Where we broadcast this program from, there are about 350,000 Polish-Americans in uh, Western New York. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guests, one of them who was on Gene Shafferoff's television program, John Katsumatidis. Also we had Melissa Schrock, district uh, past district governor of Rotary International, Ambassador Ronald Gidwitz, who is European, he was ambassador to the European Union, and Sheriff John Garcia. A little bit more information about our guest, Gene Shafiroff grew up in Long Island. Her parents are Placido Lutri, former music chairman and director of district bands for the Levittown Long Island schools, and Rose Lutri, a painter and former textile designer. Eugene Shafiroff graduated from Holy Trinity Diocesan High School in Hicksville, New York, and I've been to Hicksville. So I I know the area. Let's talk a little bit uh, more about this charity you mentioned that's highlighted in your biography, the American Humane Feed the Hungry COVID-19 Program. Now, COVID's sort of going away, but uh, what are you active with that now?
0: Yes, well, we actually completed our goal, which was to raise $1 million through the American Humane's Feed the Hungry Mm COVID-19 program. And what did we do with that program, that money, the $1 million? Well, during the pandemic, across the United States, many, many animal shelters, their funding dried up because when people are out of work, they tend to give less. So with the $1 million we raised, we were able to provide funds to 90 different animal shelters across the United States so that they could feed the animals in the shelters. As an animal lover and as someone who feels that we really need to support the animals, the they don't have a voice for themselves, and it really is our bl- obligation to treat them with dignity and respect, to be national spokesperson for this program was very, very important to me. And I was on t- television television Frequently and radio, uh, frequently to discuss the program and also to speak about the pandemic and uh, the effects, and really the terrible effects it had worldwide. And it's during the pandemic that I began my TV show, Successful Philanthropy. And unfortunately, the pandemic had terrible effect on many many people. But when adverse times come. I think it's key Brian and to the listeners we have to do our best to pick ourselves up and to try something new and 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 not to um become too um downtrodden and be positive and so one of the things that I try to speak about always yeah. is positivity and how it can really help all of us so going off that's going off the subject a little and if you want me to speak about that a little bit I will but otherwise um next well, question
1: wh- why don't we'll, we'll talk about that just in a moment if uh, any of our listeners are listening in Canada or Europe drop us a note this station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand as we are 50,000 watt clear channel similar to Mr. Coxmithy's uh, station WABC same powerhouse A little more information about Jean Shafiroff. She received a Bachelor of Science degree in physical therapy from Columbia University's College of Physicians and Surgeons, MBA from Columbia Business School. She worked as a physical therapist at St. Luke's Hospital in New York City. Later, she worked in public finance and in private partnerships on Wall Street. Now, you're talking about positivity. We had a man from Buffalo who started the Creative Problem Solving Institute, Dr. Sidney Barnes, and he was from Buffalo, a noted author, about uh, creativity and positivity. Why is positivity so important to your life and for others?
0: Yes, because if you're positive, it enables you to do so much more, and a clear mind and and a positive way of thinking propels us forward. Negativity generally just brings us down and sometimes we might be feeling down in the dumps and 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 i'm not a psychologist but i do know that positivity helps and a belief in who you are and what you're capable of doing and i say to the listeners never ever underestimate the value of who you are and what you can do and what change you can bring you might say oh, I I just lost my job, I can't pay my bills, what am I going to do now? Well, I think first thing is probably try to find a new job, but also to stay positive because that will help you. And people like to be around positive people. They like to be around people who are nice people. They like to be around people who are kind, who share, and who have... Um, a good vibe about them. So that will help you, someone who's lost a job, that will help you actually get a new job, your attitude and your way of thinking and being.
1: You have a wonderful philosophy. You you remind me of Pastor Joel Osteen, who's so positive and encouraging with his broadcast to millions of people every week. Yes, and, remind and me I've, of
0: I've met him and oh, was involved. Oh, really? What was that like? A fabulous man and his wife and actually Victoria. Victoria. This is I think in two thousand eight, yes if I'm correct. And they came to New York. He did a, a big presentation in Shea Stadium. Before that I was one of a group of women. We hosted a dinner, like mm-hmm. a charity gala at Good. the National Arts Club and then mm-hmm. I hosted a dinner at Laserc Restaurant back then for them, and they are wonderful, wonderful people.
1: Well, he's 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 a positive guy. If you Super. chopped off one arm, he'd still be going strong. He doesn't give up. He's really, uh, I listen to his broadcasts often on Sirius Radio, and he's very encouraging, upbeat.
0: Totally, and a good man, and he's helped really millions of millions of people around the world. That's
1: Joel Osteen. Let's, uh, we have uh, another four minutes left on the Rust Report on the BET fifteen Let's talk a little bit more about the inspiration and practical guide to giving in your book, Successful Philanthropy, that is available at uh, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. What other keys to great philanthropy are in this book? Gene Shafiroff, the author.
0: Yes, well, as I explained before first, It's designed to inspire people. Anyone can be a philanthropist. And then it's a guide, how to get involved, how to get children involved. And I believe, and this is in the book, very important that philanthropy needs to be taught in the schools and then at home. And you might say, well, I don't have much of anything. How can I teach my children to become philanthropists? Well, the first thing you can do is start by teaching your toddlers to be kind and to share. And also, next is you yourself be a good role model. Teach your children good values. Teach them to, to be kind. Teach them to share. Teach them to be honest. Teach them to be positive. And this is how they begin their journey as philanthropists. This should be taught also in the schools. The schools can actually have, and many private schools Mm -hmm. have programs where children are asked to do community service work, and all of this helps. Another thing I talk about in the book is retired people, all of a sudden someone finds their home with a lot of time, they don't know what to do with themselves. You may not be a golf player, you may not be a tennis player. You don't want to spend your life in front of a TV, so what are you going to do? Well, you can start by thinking outside and and think about volunteering because volunteering may create a whole new life for you. You'll be out of the house, you'll meet new people, you'll socialize, and you'll be helping other people. Again, I think that there are so many opportunities for people to get involved in the philanthropic process without necessarily having a lot of money. Something I say in the book which I truly believe is if you do have the resources and if God has been given you financial flexibility, well then you and I, well, we have an obligation to give financially. And you might find that difficult in the beginning, but the more you start to give, the easier it gets and the better you feel. Generally, people who are givers receive so much of a personal reward in return. I think it's very, very important.
1: Very bright, beautiful woman. Our guest today, Jean Shafiroff, our guest on the Rust Report. We encourage all of our listeners in the U.S., Canada and Europe to get this book at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give. Jean Shafiroff, philanthropist on our program, Today, How can our audience, if they're listening in Manhattan or Toronto or Florida, interact with you and communicate with you? What's the best way to interact with you, Gene Shafiroff?
0: Yes, I have a website, and you can email me through that. It's JeanShafiroff.com. That's J-E-A-N-S-H-A-F-I-R-O-F-F.com. I'm also, I have an Instagram Account and I have about a million two hundred thousand followers. And what is my Instaca- Instagram account? It's at Jean I have another one at Jean at work. And then I'm also on Facebook. And the whole purpose of my social media accounts is to promote positivity, philanthropy, my life, and fashion. And People are very curious about other people's lives, and so I put on, I've gone to this charity event, and I'm doing this or that. People, you know, people sort of like to see what other people are doing.
1: You're a wonderful role model. Again, for listeners to the Rusk Report, which has been on the air for over 35 years, the book is Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give. Our guest today is the author, Gene Shafferoff. You're a great role model. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, director of production. And keep giving and helping as you have made that a passion in your life, Gene Shafiroff. Have a great week.
0: And thank you very much, Brian. This was a wonderful interview and a real opportunity to speak with you and to your wonderful listeners.
1: Thank you. It's an honor to have you. Have a great week.